0: Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Grace Wright. She's joining us here as a consultant, rheumatologist in New York City, and president of the Association of Women in Rheumatology. She's joining us here to discuss the challenges faced by people of color with plaque psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Wright. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks so much for having me. uh, As a consultant, uh, rheumatologist, and the president of the Association of Women in Rheumatology, give us a a brief look into your background and tell us what it is that, that drives you.
1: Yes, I'm now a born New Yorker, I've been here for just about 40 years, I really sort of uh, dove in many, many years ago to look at the diseases that plague people over generations, so chronic uh, diseases and rheumatology really is a hallmark of that because we care for a lot of people, especially women and younger people with chronic autoimmune diseases, so diving into the immunology and the science and then understanding how to link that to the person who is living with that disease. that we can change our outcomes. That's really been the focus uh, of my career.
0: I said that uh, in the outset that we see that people of color uh, who are dealing with plaque psoriasis or psoriatic arthritis face delayed diagnosis, misdiagnoses and limited access to diagnostic testing, treatment and care. What are the factors that contribute to these poorer outcomes for this particular group?
1: Well, there's so many factors and the first thing is that psoriasis, when we think about the skin as the entry point. Uh, If your skin is bothering you, you're going to go to a dermatologist and it looks different when you have psoriasis on a lighter skin tone than on a darker skin tone. And the lighter skin uh, psoriatic plaques typically appear as raised red patches with a lot of fine silvery white buildup or scales as we call it uh, with this heaped up dead skin. On darker skin tones, those plaques don't appear as pink and silvery; they actually may appear darker and thicker and more purple or grayish color, sometimes even uh, darker brown and they don 't look like the psoriasis that we see in textbooks. So the problem is if you're diagnosing something based on what you see and it looks different you 're likely to miss it and so many of our dermatologists are really less confident in making that diagnosis on darker skin. And, uh, you know, a lot of this goes back to when I started training years ago and even beyond, that we don't have enough pictures of patients of color in medical education in general. So when you're looking at something where the image is how you make the diagnosis, that was a problem. And so patients would walk into an office and, and be told all sorts of other things. Um, and that sort of feeds into the mistrust that was seen within the community of color, which drives them even further away. And then to add to that, a lot of the socioeconomic factors that we see, whether it's uh, transportation, childcare, work type, schedule and flexibility, and then all of these health inequities, it further leads to that chasm in trust between the healthcare system and people of color who are living with these conditions. And, and, you know, this is one of the things that we have to bridge because we see that there are fewer people of color coming to the dermatologist to have the diagnosis. And this goes across uh, Hispanic, Black, Asian, Native Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, and others uh, really sort of together seeing these uh, uh, specialists much less frequently. And then when they do show up, they're less likely to get the kind of care or be offered some of the same um, more advanced therapies that we see and that really is a huge disparity with the biologics as we speak of them, um, sort of these targeted molecules that really attack the source of the disease being used much less frequently in uh, people of color living with psoriatic disease. So all of this goes together to creating this environment where the diagnosis is not made and then adequate care is not delivered. So a hurdle that we have to to face And, and it matters and I'll tell you why it matters. It matters because the health outcomes are worse. The, the, the longer that delay, the more likely you are to have damage. And I'm, I'm pretty good at stopping inflammation. We're not so good at reversing damage. And so we want to make sure that patients don't go on to have joint damage and disability and the significant impacts on their quality of life that will come with this. So a huge issue.
0: Aren't there other methods of testing and, and diagnosing psoriatic arthritis and uh, the related condition without you a know, deeper than sight where it doesn't really matter what the provider sees on the surface of the skin or believes regardless?
1: Well, I mean, the first thing is that, you know, so, so a lot of the things that affect the skin are made um, based on um, visual encounters. Mm-hmm. But the second layer mm-hmm. is to have a biopsy done. And the problem is if you think that it's just um, a mild rash or it's just an, an irritant, you don't go the steps to get the biopsy. And then many people with these conditions don't know to demand to have a skin biopsy done because the biopsy would, would, would really sort of tell that. But psoriasis in general is uh, on, on the right skin background is a diagnosis that can be made for the most part by visuals because we've trained people, in visuals, but just not on darker skin tones. So yes, we have to push to biopsy, but you shouldn't have to have your skin cut to make that diagnosis. If there is a concern that there's something else going on, this may be some sort of skin cancer or some other kind of infection, then yes, we have to do the biopsy. But you see, we're forcing people of color to have to go an extra step, incur extra costs to get the same diagnosis that could be delivered just by visual inspection.
0: You know, in a time when uh, we're really pushing for patients to be their own healthcare advocates and ask the right questions, um, seek the information that is oftentimes deliberately withheld, sometimes inadvertently withheld, but withheld nevertheless, uh, how much of a responsibility is it to learn to um, seek out this information? And what is Janssen doing to that end?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I've always um, been a staunch advocate of the patient amplifying their voice. Uh, No one knows the condition that you live in in your skin better than the person living in that skin. And so I've always said, you know, if the first person doesn't hear you, insist on the second person and keep going, even if you're considered a nuisance until you get the answer that you need and you get the care that you need and you get the response to treatment. And that's part of sort of that that cultural shift that we need to have where people feel that they are in fact entitled to have a diagnosis and entitled to be treated. And they don't have to accept sort of, even if it's accidental, but the accidental overlook, right? Um, and so it's really important to, to do that extra work. And yes, we can say it's not fair that I have to work harder. But at the end of the day, I think as a person living with a disease, uh, really there's value in, in being able to push through and get that. So we've been working on this with Janssen on, on what's called the Determination Initiative, and this really first started with patients and advocates and healthcare providers across the spectrum coming together to say, what is the root of this problem? And the first thing we, we sort of unearthed was the fact that people weren't being diagnosed. Once you have that diagnosis of psoriasis, It's an easier lift to make the diagnosis of psoriatic arthritis, which is the arthritis that is connected with psoriasis. And many people will walk in with skin first or joints first, or sometimes with both occurring at the same time. So we partnered with Janssen to create this initiative, and there's really two parts to this. And the first is to have healthcare providers, in this case medical students, in the pilot project that is uh, being done here in uh, SUNY downstate in, in Brooklyn, uh, to have medical students partner with patients to serve as their navigators. Number one, it teaches our students how to actually have an empathic Cultural inclusive uh, relationship with people of color with psoriatic disease, but it also lends a support to that patient's voice as they help them liaise their medical care in a system that sometimes is a bit daunting. So they can follow up with them if they've missed an appointment, um, getting prescriptions, educational material, and doing that across multiple languages as well as multiple cultures so that you've now created this bridge so that that work of pushing through to get the right diagnosis is made a little, that burden is made a little bit lighter. But the second part really goes back to the very first thing I mentioned: is that we need to educate the healthcare providers on how psoriatic disease presents in people of color. So that the provider can navigate the conversations with the patient in a way that is culturally respectful and inclusive. Uh, you know, and, and imagery, again, a lot of what we do with um, skin uh, recognition has to do with visual recognition. So creating a resource that goes sort of beyond this to really train the provider both in the conversations, but also in competency and health literacy around skin of color. So this is something that is uh, called Beyond the Textbook Resource that's available online so that um, all in the healthcare community will be able to access this and really learn the skills of making the diagnosis, helping to coordinate the care, and communicating effectively with um, people no matter where they come from, what their uh, socioeconomic standing is, what their culture, what their language is. How do we connect with this person so that we can have a positive impact on
0: their health and wellness? Dr. Wright, give us a website where our listeners can learn more about this initiative.
1: Sure. So it's www.determine-nation.com. So just think determination and put a dash before the nation.
0: Dr. Wright, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio, lending us some of your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Grace Wright. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at Anchor, Spotify, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.